Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Pastor let me know earlier this week uh, that I'd be preaching this afternoon, and um, this this passage that um, we're going to share together is one that um, I think is it's a blessing. But I think that there's uh, well, let's just read it. Uh, so it's uh, Psalm 37, verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for this time together. And we do pray, uh, thank you for an opportunity to come and worship, Lord. And we thank you for Sunday school and worship service already and the time of fellowship. And, Lord, you are a very good God to us, and you've been so good to us. And we thank you and we praise you. And we pray for this time, Lord, as we open up your word, we pray that you please teach us. Draw us close to you. Meet with us in there in this time and, and make changes in all of us for your glory. And we thank you and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delighteth in his way. So the, the, the scriptures make definite reference to a good man. And I think that there's, um, there's a lot of human, perhaps, misunderstanding about what makes a man good. <laughs> and so I wanted to look at that for just a few minutes. And uh, that's, a, first of all, we are not good because, well, we were not born good. And we had this discussion. It's interesting these discussions uh, came up today in Sunday school. We were not born good. And there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of maybe myths out there uh, that we are born good, and that's not true. So in Isaiah 64, verse 6, it says, But we are all as an unclean thing, and all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf. And our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. And there's so much instruction in our society that seems to be telling people that you are basically good. And that is actually contrary to what the Bible straight out tells us. We're not basically good. Uh, and we were talking about this in Sunday school, that since Adam and Eve in the garden sinned, every human being, including them, and their, very, their, their, their two sons that were born, Cain and Abel, were born sinful men. And we know that Cain murdered Abel. And the human race descended into sin uh, by choice. And, uh, and now every human being that's ever been born since, with the exception of the Lord Jesus Christ himself, because God was his father, <laughs> every other human being has been born in sin. And that's what David said in the Psalms. I, you know, in, in sin, my mother uh, conceived me. And that's the truth for all of us. We were born broken. We were born fundamentally not right with God. And um, John 3.18, the Lord Jesus said, and this is, of course, right after John 3.16, which we'll read in a minute here. But in 3.18, it says, He that believeth on him, the Lord Jesus, he that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So the Son of God and believing on Jesus Christ is the only way we escape out of the carnal condition that, draw, that, that brings men to hell. The only way to escape that condition is to receive Jesus Christ as our Savior. So just a couple of things about that. that this, is, this is all contrary to the modern myth that we are all good, just needing a little help. And so there's a lot of religion in America, in the world, that teaches people that religion helps you become better. And that's, folks, that's not why we're here. We're not gathered together in God's house today to get a little better. <laughs> because, listen, if, if that's what we're here about, it is a hopeless cause. 
And Paul, sa Paul said that, you know, if, if, if religion is all that we're about, and I'm misquoting here, but he said, if that's all we're about is being religious in this time, then we are of all men most miserable. That's the teaching of the scripture. And so what God tells us is that we have to receive Jesus Christ as, as our Savior, and he makes changes in us. That's all of our testimony. If you've grown in the Lord at all, that's our testimony that Christ has come in and he is changing us. We are a work in progress, every one of us. Even if you've, you've been saved for many years and walking with God, the best you can say about any of us is we are God's work in progress. <laughs> and so man is lost and need, must needs be saved and cannot be good apart from God's work in us. Philippians 1.6 says, He which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And so that's it's really good news. And it, it's contrary to the way mankind thinks, but it's very good news. That means that there's not a hopeless cause on the planet. There's not a person, that, and we, we talked about this in Sunday school as well, there's not a person that's just so far gone that they're beyond hope. I, I, I imagine we've all probably met people that we believe it looks like it's hopeless. I remember being on a visitation up in New, uh, New Jersey, and uh, me and a, a young guy, a t teenage boy, you know, we went to the store and uh, knocked on the door, and the guy opened up, and he was a big, shirtless, hairy biker. I mean, he, he's the image of a biker. <laughs> and he had the scowl on his face that looked like I am just a hair's breadth from tearing you apart. <laughs> so me and, and the young guy, we just go right into it. <laughs> Hey, we're from uh, the gospel, a gospel light Baptist church, and we're out uh, talking to people about, about being saved. And, and so, you know, we took probably just a few short minutes to say what we were prepared to say at the door. Say what? You can't judge a book by its cover. The man broke down in front of us. He broke down in tears and began saying he needed God in his life right that second. And, and me and my friend, we were, we were, we were stunned. That goes to show we cannot look on the outside by what people look like and determine who they are or what God can do. Because listen, there has not been a man or a woman that has been born to, uh, to humanity that God cannot change. Now, there, now the Bible is very clear. There are places where you can cross a line and you can be in a place where the Bible says God turns you over. But that's God's place to choose, not ours. And so our place is to just give out the testimony that Jesus Christ saved me from my sins. And I'm going to heaven now by the grace of God. And let God take the testimonies and make them glorify him and work in every heart as he will. And so, first of all, we were not, we're not good because we were born good. And uh, letter B is we are not good because of our works. Uh, Exodus 32, 7 says, And the Lord said unto Moses, so this is after Moses has been in the mount for 40 days and 40 nights, and uh, so in the middle of, of this, the Lord says unto Moses, Go get thee down, for thy people, which thou broughtest out of, out of the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I, which I commanded them. They have made them a molten calf, and have worshipped it, and have sacrificed thereunto, and said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Now, therefore, let me, let me alone that my wrath may wax hot against them and that I may consume them and I will make of thee a great nation. Now, I think that so many times that God takes his people, Israel, and puts them on display 
as showing us, the whole of humanity, exactly what we are capable of. Now, I, I won't speak for any of you, <laughs> but I can tell you, my mind, my heart can go from receiving God's blessings and thanking Him for His goodness, for His, His, His communicating to me, and my mind just seconds later can be thinking about the worst thing it could possibly be thinking of, the most judgmental, the most selfish, the most wicked thing, that is what our minds are capable of if from ha having received the blessings of God and having received you know, the goodness of God, and we can go straight from that to something foul. And the people of Israel, they had seen God's work firsthand with their own eyes, the amazing power of God at work, and less than 40 days later, they were making literally a golden calf to worship and say, let's go back to Egypt and say, these are our gods that brought us out of the land of Egypt. Listen, that's, that's what Satan does, is he works in people to bring about the worst possible things in us. And, um, and so listen, we are not good, <laughs> and our works are not good. The only way we can be good is by God's presence in our life. Romans 3.10, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way, they are together become unprofitable, there is none that doeth good, no, not one. You know, there is not a single human being born to not just the 7 billion people plus alive today, but there's not ever been a single human being who will stand before God and God will say, I accept your good works. Not one. <laughs> not one does, 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 do we make ourselves acceptable to God by me saying, I have walked the way that you told me to walk, I've done what you've told me to do, and I present myself as a righteous man, it will not happen, not with one human being that has ever lived, and the Lord Jesus Christ being the exception. Now, all, having said all that, that doesn't mean that God sees no value in us. John 3, 16 and 17, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world that the world through him might be saved. God did this amazing thing, and I think that religion tends to short, short uh, what God has done uh, to this vast degree because God made salvation so available and so possible as to bring it all the way down to the level that any man, any woman, any child can be saved by believing in Jesus Christ and what he has done to save me from my sins and in his resurrection as well. That God could make it so that any man or any woman, any child could be saved by believing in him. It's amazing. It's truly amazing that God could make it so that every man, every person could be saved. And that's what he's done. He's made it so that anybody could be saved, not based upon their good works, not based upon them. And the thing is, is we as human beings, we have this tendency to say, I'm not as bad as that person. But that discussion has no merit whatsoever. You know, Melissa and I were not talking not that long ago, and, and the thing is, is unless you, you know, you, unless you can say, I've walked a mile in their shoes, none of us know exactly what has made that person that person. We may have similar things. We may be able to, to, uh, to identify in some way, but I have not been where that person has been exactly. And none of us know what the, what the inside battles look like. We talked about that as well earlier. But God so loved the world that he gave his son. And we can become so familiar with religious, you know, well, not just religious words, we can become so familiar 
with a truth like this, they can begin to lose its meaning simply because it's the same words you've repeated or seen over and over and over. But if you think about the fact that God gave his son, I've had six kids, and I know there's lots of people who've had lots of children, to give your son for a guilty person. Folks, that's, that's, that's pretty much beyond our capacity to understand. You know, I, I said years ago that if a man who was on death row, if he you know, could write me a letter and say, look, I'm, I'm on death row and I'm being put to death for my own crimes, but I could go free if you would let one of your children step in my place. It's unfathomable. I mean, we would even respond, a lot of us would respond in anger. You're going to die for your crimes. And my child is not guilty of those things. Why would you make such a ridiculous suggestion as that? But you see, that's exactly what God did. He sent his only son who has never sinned. You know, the, the Bible is very clear about the Lord Jesus Christ. He was, he was God's person here on earth. He was God in the form of flesh, and he walked among mankind. And listen, we don't deserve the least of the things that Christ did, but for him to lay his life down to save me. And again, you know, we tend to dress up ourselves. We tend to think more highly of ourselves than we should. If we, if we were to be honest in the light of, of God's Holy Spirit speaking to our hearts, and God can do this, he can reveal to us that we're not worthy of the least of the things that God has done for us, much less Jesus Christ laying down his life to save us from our sins and rising again in victory. But that's, that's the value that God sees in every person here in this room, that God loves us so much that he sent his son to die in our place for us and rose again. 1 Peter 3.6 says, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. And if Jesus dying on the cross wasn't enough to show us how much he loves us, well, God is constantly trying to tell you and I to take our cares and our burdens, our needs, our fears, our frettings, all of our weaknesses, and lay them directly upon him. And that's, that's the template for the Christian life. How you can get through this life by taking your cares and laying them on the Lord Jesus Christ. So we've looked at all this about why we are not good, <laughs> but a man can be good because of, first of all, Christ's presence within. Colossians 1.27 says, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among you, um, among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now listen, what what Christianity is, is unique in all of the religions of the world. Not only did, did Jesus Christ, the Son of God, become a man and offer himself and, and as sacrifice for us, but the Bible says that Christ comes within every believer. And you know, there's, there's, there's the tribulation period in that it will be the, become the absence of the church. It will become the absence of the Holy Spirit and dwelling men and all that that means. And as bad as our country is right now, can you imagine God taking his presence out of America, out of the Christians, if it, taking them all away? What, what will be America like? What will America be like then? The Bible talks about that the, the, the Spirit, it, with, it, it withholds the iniquity of this world. 
And so when God takes, and it's not, it's not like we make that big of a difference just because of us, it's God's work in us. But it's, it's unfathomable what America will be like after that uh, removal of the church. And Jesus' power makes good things from nothing. And I, like, I love uh, John chapter 2, verse 10. It says, and uh, so this is after the miracle of the water being turned into wine. And so they, uh, they, t- they, they took the, 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 uh, the containers, put water in them, and Jesus said, With, uh, draw out and go take to the master of the feast. And so they did. And in uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 10, it says, And saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, and when, men, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse, but thou hast kept the good wine until now. And it's a very beautiful thought, because God, what he does in a Christian's life is not attributed to us. <laughs> you know, if God makes us so that we shine, and God does such good things in our lives so that we become to be different and separated from the world around us, that is God's work. It is God making things new. It is God changing us into a, a new man. It is God's work that makes what we were into what he makes us into. And again, we are a work in progress, but any good thing that anybody could point to in any of our lives, that's God's work. It's God's miraculous changing. And so another, another thing that, that where we can be good is walking in his commandments. God's laws, his teachings, his commandments are good. I love this passage in Deuteronomy. It says in Deuteronomy 4, 5, Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that ye should do so in the land whether, whether you go to possess it. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these, thing, these statutes and say, Surely the, uh, this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what nation is there so great who, God, who, God, who hath God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for. for and what, great nation, or what nation is there so great that hath statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day? You know, and God's commandments and his ways are the way in which you can walk uprightly with God and a way in which people can see God in your life. And if America was keeping God's laws, you know, I, I thank God for the fact that the writers of the of the, of the um, of the law, of American law, they said it was built upon the Bible. And that if you have the American people not following God and not following the Bible, not following God's ways, then these laws, this Constitution, none of it would be enough to, to make the people do the right things and be a good nation. And the thing is, is what will make people good is by walking in God's ways. Luke chapter 1, verse 5, this is about Zacharias and his wife. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judah, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abiah, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth, and they were both righteous before God, walking in the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. This is Zacharias and his wife. They were blameless, walking in God's ways. So uh, his commandments and, uh, and having Christ within and his help, uh, even knowing God's ways are the right ways, we can do nothing except the Lord help us. Even having God's laws and saying, okay, I accept it. God's laws are the right ways to walk. And even having Christ within, it is not automatic that we will do everything we're supposed to do. God must help us. You and I are not capable of doing anything for God except God help us. So God tells us, obey my commandments. Do the things that God says to do. And you and I take our first step, and we often fail on our own, (laughs) except you have God's help to do it. 
and God helping us, we can do all things. Like Paul said, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Without Christ, we can do nothing. And so our place is to accept that. God's laws are the right way. The Christian life that God calls me to, that's how I should walk. But I can't do it without Him. But praise God, with Him. And He's told us He'll never leave us or forsake us. So our place is to accept that. This is what God calls me to. And by the grace of God, I'll walk with God. I'll keep His ways. And God helps us. He helps us to be the man, the woman, the person He wants us to be in this world. If only Christians would say, Lord, I'm yours. I am your person. Change me. Make me into the person you want me to be. At the workplace, at the Walmart, at the gas station, and everywhere that you call me to be. Let me be your man. Change me into the person you want me to be. Speak to, to me and through me. Now, it's very clear that God is ready to do that. The only problem is, is when Christians are not ready to be used. <laughs> we can be. God is already ready to do that. And the Bible's filled with people who laid down their lives and were used of God to communicate grace and goodness to the people around them. And God used them. And he'll do the same thing for everybody in this room right now. If only we would be willing to be used of God. And the choice is ours. So with his help, we can do, we can do great things. Romans 7, 18, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. So number three, he delights in us walking with him in his way. Psalm 37, verse 23, this is our passage. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. And again, it's wonderful news that God says, as you walk in this way that I'm calling you to, and if you fall down, God picks you back up. And you can't fall too far because he's, he's there. And I thank God for the fact that in, in Matthew 11, the Lord Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. And for I, I am meek and lowly, and you will find rest unto your souls. And the Lord Jesus says, Enter into a yoke with me. That is the way you and I will be able to walk through this life bringing glory to God is being in a yoke with the Lord Jesus Christ day by day, living with Him, walking with Him, and, uh, and experiencing His blessings and help. Jeremiah 9, 23, I, I'm very fond of these verses. Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24, Thus saith the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might, let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, that I am the Lord, which exercise love and kindness, judgment and righteousness in the earth, for in these things I delight, saith the Lord. It's amazing to me that God says, if you're a, if you're a rich man, a mighty man, a wise man, don't glory in, in having anything like that. But what you should and can glory in is that you know me. Folks, that's something that you and I can glory in, that God has come into my life, and I know him. <laughs> I know him, and he speaks to me every day. I, I love the, uh, the song that, that says, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, I can't remember it now, I can't say it, but it, there's a line that says, I know Jesus is alive, I talked to him this morning. <laughs> Would to God that every one of us had such a relationship with God that we could say, I, I talked to him today, and he talks to me. 
through his word, through the Holy Spirit with comfort and peace and help and blessings, rebuke, whatever we need. But the Bible says he delights in that. He delights in us walking in the way with him. And he delights to see us, whoever we are, not glorying in any, any human gifts that we have or any human wisdom, but glory in knowing him. And so my last point is Jesus is the way. So John 14, the Lord Jesus is preparing his disciples, and he says to them, and whither I go ye know, and the way ye know. <laughs> it's always so amazing because Thomas follows that right up with, with Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? <laughs> you ever see something in the Bible and say, Lord, I don't understand what this means. And it doesn't mean that God's not teaching us, you know. It doesn't mean that, that there's, we're not hearing from God. Sometimes we just don't know what he means in that particular thing. And the Lord Jesus says something to them. It's just so amazing. The, and whither I go, ye know, and the way, ye know. And Thomas like, I don't, Lord, I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. The wonderful part about the Christian life is you and I don't have to have the answers. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Jesus is the way. Our place is to walk with him. Get on your hands and knees and start each day. Lord, be at work in my life. Speak to my mind. Speak to my heart. Keep me from evil. Keep me from sin and temptation. Help me to walk with you today. And God's able. Jesus is the way. You have Jesus Christ. You don't need anything else. That's, again, contrary to what the world tells you. And I don't need to walk in the ways of the world. I need to walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. By the grace of God, when you receive Jesus as your Savior, he never leaves. The Bible says we are sealed until the day of redemption. Thank God for that. <laughs> you receive Jesus as your Savior, he will always be your Savior. And you're going to heaven by the grace of God. And you're going to experience all these things. And yes, life is a, is a minefield. And it's a dangerous place to be. Our place is to stick close to the Lord Jesus and walk with him. And so the Lord Jesus said, I am the way. That's all they needed to know. He says, you've got all the answers just by having, having, having Jesus Christ. So let her be. Jesus made it so that even, even though we are sinners, we can be saved, clean, and have fellowship with him and bring forth good works. The wonderful thing about being a Christian is people can look at you and say, you're... you're <laughs> When my, my wife and I first were dating, you know, I said, I'm saved. And she goes, I don't know how you can be saved because I'm a better person than you are. <laughs> and it was true. <laughs> but the good thing is, is that it's Christ that makes me clean in God's eyes. The most important eyes are God's eyes. <laughs> and, you know, and by the grace of God, she got saved. <laughs> but... And we walk together with the Lord, but, you know, uh, it, it's God's eyes that we need to be clean in his eyes. Those are the ones that can see us as clean when Christ has come within. And so Jesus made it, though, even though we're sinners, he, we can be saved, clean, and have fellowship with him and bring forth good works. Walking in his way with him, we will have his light upon our lives and uh, uh, that others will see. This last, uh, well, Matthew 5, uh, verse 14, the Lord Jesus said, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but under a, a, on a candlestick. And they giveth light unto all that are in, their, in the house. 
Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Having Christ within, he makes the changes in our life that bring forth good works. And people can see there's something different. And I love that the disciples, when they testified before the Pharisees and the chief priests in the book of Acts, they could tell that they had been with Jesus. You know, I, I, I hope in my life that people can tell I have been with Jesus. And that's more important than anything else. They don't, they don't need to know my favorite sports team or whatever. They don't need to know what I love as far as hobbies. Or, they need to know Jesus is in my life. That's more important than anything else. In Ephesians 2.10, last thing I'll share with you, the Bible says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So you can't present good works to God for him to save you. But once he comes in, we are saved unto good works. That's the good man that God can make us into. There's so many ways in which we can walk in this world. The way that's most important is that we walk in a way that brings glory to God. So uh, that's all I have to share. <laughs> let's, let's close. Thank you, Lord, for this time we've had in your word. We thank you for being so good. We thank you for your goodness that you can put into our lives, and we pray that you'd help us that we would share your goodness with those around us. And we pray that they would be able to see and discern, Lord, it's you that makes, the, that makes us good and not we ourselves or anything like that or the fact that we're religious people, but that you are in our lives. We pray for your blessing on this church. Please bless Pastor Ken and his dad as they spend time together and all the needs that were mentioned today. And please protect the, the pregnancy centers and places uh, like that that uh, might, might uh, be attacked or... or uh, vandalized. We pray you please protect them, protect the people especially. And we'll thank you for all that you do. Bless in the coming week for your glory and honor in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. What? Hi, Samantha.